0: Good morning, Hobo Sapiens. This is a mop-up episode of uh, the After Tour because uh, there's a lot of things to mop up. There's a lot of uh, emotions and uh, tears and laughs because laughs leave a mess too. Um, yeah, so this is a this is sort of a memoir. I kind of wanted to just get down a few things about what happened on the tour uh, with the Lounge Kittens, um, uh, it, it, which is sort of occupied and dominated the last uh last month or so of of uh of life and i i really yeah i really feel like today i just need to just talk it through a bit make a a record of it so that i can come back at some point and have a listen and go oh fucking yeah that was a that was a good one so uh so yeah this is uh this is the episode it's called the mop up after the lounge kittens So I was asked to do the last three shows of the lounge kittens tour, uh, the lounge kittens, for those of you who don't know, and I'm shocked if you don't know who they are, uh, Zan, Timia and Jen, uh, who six, seven years ago decided to ask what if, what if we just sang loads of heavy metal songs in a cabaret, delicious three-part harmony, hyper talented, very funny sort of way. And, uh, the answer was, uh, just an explosion of love and success and miles and touring, uh, endless costume changes, uh, lots and lots of hard, hard fucking work. And uh, and yeah, it ended up with uh, supporting Steel Panther on their European tour, Status Quo, uh, Download Festival, Sonisphere Festival, obviously Glastonbury Festival, a million festivals. Uh, they raised loads of money for charity uh doing bike rides for uh heavy metal truants and stuff like that down to download uh yeah so they asked what if and then six years six years later the answer is oh that okay and then uh then life moves on and uh unfortunately they they had to well they, they've come to the decision that now they have to not do it um but just uh, for various practical reasons. And it's nothing to do with the success of the band. It's all to do with uh, just the fact that people grow and, and people move and stuff like that. Um, and uh, yeah, so they asked me to be the bass player um, uh, for the second half of this, this particular show. Um, they wanted a house band. They've always wanted to have a house band. And, uh, and they said, Oh, Grant, we love, we love you. You've got to come and play bass for us. And, and I, I'm not a dickhead. I said, "Yeah, of course I will. I'd love to. Um, I'd, <laughs> I'd love to come and uh, just uh, just hang out with you, to be honest, because um, they're they're absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing people, um, really really inspirational people." And uh, so I said, "Yeah, of course I'll I'll come and uh, come and play the bass on that," um, and then realize I haven't played a bass guitar for a long time. So, uh, so then all the anxiety kicked in and I went, Oh, I've got to play the bass guitar and I've got to play Jen's arrangements, but they, uh, uh the, the, you know, and I'm, I'm like it, like everyone, I just want to be, uh, the best I can be for the lounge kittens. It's just the way it is. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. And so I, I had to put my faith in Jen's arrangements. Um, I've got absolute trust in her and, uh, and, uh, I hope I did them proud in some regards. Um, yeah. And then we only had one rehearsal as a band. Um, they put together a full band There's a guy called Andy on guitar and a small and, um, George on drums, uh, who's an excellent drummer. I'm really glad, really glad we got to lock in with each other. Um, and, uh, and there was a horn section as well, who were comprised of Mike, Jamie and Lyndon from, uh, a, a, a really amazing, uh, band called tuba libris, uh, from the South, uh, if you ever get a chance to see them go and do it it's just amazing they're just top top blokes so so funny so smart um yeah so so go do that and and yeah and we had a uh one rehearsal out in a out in essex where we spent eight hours uh literally going through this set and just making sure everything worked and i was there going (laughs) this is a yeah, this is fun, ha, <laughs> ha, yeah. And uh, inside just going, oh, I better get this right. Um, and, uh, yeah, and luckily, uh, such a lovely group of people, really supportive of everyone, you know, in the room. A question was asked and a question was answered. Uh, and, yeah, and it's just really respectful but funny and just, yeah, uh, an, an amazing way to bond straight away uh, in a small room in a farm somewhere. Uh, I can't remember exactly where it was. Um, so we did all that, and then we all went away for a week or so uh, before the tour actually started. And we just put in our our work to uh, to make sure we were ready for the tour, packing, uh, buying black clothing because that was a specification for the band. And uh, and yeah, and looking forward to it because we were just about to go live on a bus for a few days, and that's that's quite good. I've never done on never done a tour bus before. Uh they're fantastic things. Uh to do all that I had to pick up uh Scott Chalmers, the photographer, and Marianne Harris, who's a videographer. She's done all the uh all the videos for the Lounge Kittens. If you've seen any Lounge Kittens videos, uh it's usually Marianne or Scott who've uh, who've put them together. And uh and yeah, I had to pick them up at three o'clock in the morning uh on a day, Thursday maybe. Yeah, Thursday was a long day uh on Thursday and uh, uh and we drove to South End. We drove to South End to go meet the tour bus that would be home for the next three days. Uh and it was horrible weather and <laughs> and to arrive in South End at the end of it is not necessarily uh, uh the glory of El Dorado that you're 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 hoping for. Uh and then about six we got to uh got to the bus and the kittens were already in it, loading it up with uh crumpets. And various snacks and and gear, and uh, yeah, we did this this big load in for a while. Uh, met the driver, um, who uh, just does this. It's amazing. Just drives around bands and uh, sleeps when uh, we're all performing. Uh, great bloke, and um, and yeah, and then the the rest of the band turned up. Uh, well, some of them did. Uh, uh, Jamie and Mike met us um, at the bus and. George and uh, uh, Andy met us at the bus as well. And also Ollie, the sound man, came along. And so did Lee, who was uh, the social media guy for the Kin. So we're all sort of getting to know each other and sort of like, hey, so are you ready for this? And, yeah, brilliant, yeah. Um, and then uh, we got on the road, go to Manchester, and I got in about an hour's sleep on in a bunk. Uh, the bunks on the bus, I will tell you now, is like sleeping in a car boot if you are... If you've ever done that before, it's sort of got the carpet lining of a car boot, it's got the netting of a car boot. Uh the only thing that's different is it's got a a duvet and a and a pillow and a curtain and uh and you're free to leave. Oh, it's also got a USB charging port, which was the best. And um yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, nice lounge up the top. There was a nice nice sort of uh seating area in the bottom with the kitchen. Um yeah it was it was a, a fascinating experience it, it, being in my line of work and being my level of work uh tour buses are something i I don't experience it ever so this was quite a nice way to go oh this is this is home i'll see why this works yeah it's like t- dragging your office and your dressing room into the uh to the venue yourself rather than sort of seeing what's uh what's about to happen it made sense uh then we arrived in manchester uh uh, the band on the wall, uh, which I've never played before, it's an amazing venue, really big room, um, great staff, really amazing staff, and uh, yeah, and we were met there by uh Ella, uh, the amazing merch seller, and Tony, who did the lights, um, so then we were... We were and and Lyndon came and joined us as well, he was playing trombone, and um, uh, yeah, and and we 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 essentially, we started to set up and we were a full complement All of a sudden there was 16 of us and that was it. Teamwork, big sound check, went through a, quite a lot of the set just to sort of refresh ourselves. Um, and it's, the, it's this point of the day where you realize the kittens are working their ass off. Cause by this point, everyone's sort of flagging a little bit and, and Zan and Timmy and Jen are still just working their asses off. Um, forgot about Craig as well. That was Craig. Craig joined us and, uh, uh, Craig was sort of uh sort of production manager uh as the role really He's, he just made sure we were, we were all fed on time and you know anything we needed we could always ask uh uh Craig for and and he would gladly run off and uh and find it which is quite nice um and uh yeah so so we uh we did all the sound check the, the kittens were working their asses off so they were already setting up because they're, they're, it's a DIY operation still they, you know but but bigger than anything i've ever known so so there's all the merch to count in and out there's all these pre-orders they they know all the fans pre-orders and um especially Zan and all that they're, 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 there's just a, a million things to do for them before a gig and we sound checked and we did all that and we got all the sound right it was um Uh, with an acoustic drum kit as well. So it was the first time sort of we were having to play loudly, but with monitoring as well. And, um, yeah, and then uh, doors open. They run off and get into all their gear and hopefully eat something. They come out on stage, stuck in a a decent hour of the most amazing first set. Um, I cried. It was the first time I cried on the tour because it's the end of their, their time and uh they were singing in the middle by jimmy eats world and i I just stood by the side of the stage with the rest of the guys going oh this is this, this is amazing and uh <laughs> i'm just thinking it's it really nice um and uh yeah they finished the first set and emotions were already pretty high and then the second set we were we all came out as a band and uh and did it we absolutely nailed it it was a really good fun set manchester's just such a good crowd anyway the up north gigs are always really fun um with the kittens uh they've just got the maddest fans in manchester um or up north and uh, up north and uh yeah (laughs) and i didn't realize uh quite how i thought i could be slightly anonymous in all this i know i'm not anonymous but there's a little part of me that thought yeah maybe i can just uh just, uh, just be a session player. But, um, but I spent most of it after the gig chatting to fans and being given lovely gifts by, by the fans, including a figurine of myself given to me by my friend Jane. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And the, the, uh, just having photos taken with people and just catching up with old faces and all that, it was really, really fun. Um, but also meant I didn't help out very much with the loadout, which was a bit bad. But all through this time, the kittens are straight off stage and they're at the uh, they set up by the merch desk so they can meet everyone. And there's a queue. There's a queue that forms that is... Oh, it's just full of love and appreciation and chit-chat and talk and all that. And I think they must have put in an, an hour, maybe an hour and 15 of meeting the fans before it's time to get out of... The clothes and the makeup, and actually sort of get back to some sort of normal comfort levels, um, uh, and that's when you realise that that their day started at five thirty that morning, and it was about one o'clock at night at this point. And you just go, that's just awesome. They're absolutely, they're machines, absolute machines, and the the something keeps them going, and I think it's the fans. I think it's it's, it's the the love of it um but something just absolutely doesn't make them run away from it shirk any responsibility whatsoever and i love it i absolutely love it um and watching them interact with their fans is just one of the nicest things ever i did think about going offering them a drink at about the 45 minute mark but um but i don't want to get involved <laughs> I, was, I was busy being i was busy chatting to to a woman called hannah who uh uh, uh, uh writes for uh music publications and stuff like that. She's a she's she was really fun. Um and uh and Timmy's cousin as well who was who was there. He was a he was having a great time. And um yeah, we, we it was just one of the, it was a long 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 day basically for all of us and then by the time we loaded out and uh sort of wiped the sweat off a little bit, we uh, uh we all headed off to Chili's across the road. I got some bargees with Zan, did a little review of the bargees. That was nice. Uh, got back on the bus and then it was time to head to London. We literally didn't stop. We didn't sleep in a, a stationary position. We slept on the road. Um, although none of us really went to bed until about three o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, woke up in London, woke up, parked outside, uh, the garage, uh, venue in Islington. And, uh, and that's when you realise you've you've had some barges and stuff like that, and uh, it's time to get up for a poo because there's the the rule of the bus is you don't poo on the bus. Uh, you can, you know, it's got a toilet and stuff like that. You can you can go for a wee, but um, but no one's allowed to poo because it's sixteen people all, all wanting to poo. So uh, so we are, so yeah. So uh, luckily there was a Weatherspoons nearby, and uh, and a lot of us all ran off and uh, chucked it out into Tim Martin's uh, water bill. So that was pretty good um it led to a lot of conversations and quite a hilarious uh chain on the the whatsapp group um (laughs) especially from the horn players the horn players have no shame whatsoever they don't care um and i ran off and i we had all day basically to to spend so so i ran off and uh i worked on my book for a few hours and uh and, and the new album for a few hours and uh Just enjoyed myself, caught up with with home, did some phone calls and uh, yeah, sort of reported back in. And then it was time to load into the Union Chapel. The Union Chapel in Islington is one of the most beautiful venues I've ever known. I I went to see Jonathan Colton there many, many years ago. And um, it's a church, it's a church, um, a really big, spacious hexagonal or octagonal, I'm not entirely sure, church um in the center of London pews can fit 900 people in it and the lounge kittens fitted 900 people in it and it was it was amazing but it's it's such a beautiful space the staff are incredible uh they're all volunteers all Christian volunteers it seems that they're just all so friendly and so calm and pleasant joyous joyful even to to be there um uh and yeah, they they were fantastic, fantastic people. Uh, we set up. We have uh, there's a noise lo- there's, there's a noise limitation um, uh, at the uh, the Union Chapel, which is uh, uh, quite low. So we had to use an electric drum kit for that particular gig. Or well, George did, I didn't. And um, uh, sound check went really well, but, but setting that up took a bit of time. And uh, yeah, and then it was time to eat, Craig. I ordered a vegan box, it was called it was something called a vegan box, and uh it was really good, really, really good. I've never eaten anything so tasty in my life. and um yeah, uh we we ate and then it was lounge kittens first set, and I sat out with Andy, um, just watching at the side of the side of the room. ah, um, oh, it's just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. It was, it was my first chance at Manchester the night before was so packed that I couldn't really get into the room to actually watch the show properly. Um, so, so the union chapel gig was the first time I sat down and really watched the kittens for the first set. And, um, Oh, they were so funny and so brilliant and beautiful and everything was right. It was, it was probably the most emotional night of it all. Um, there was a point when, uh, I think it was in glory hole that, uh, someone said cunt or something and uh timmy said sorry jesus and uh the whole room just lit up with laughter it was so funny so funny the whole place was just absolutely it was just magical that's pretty much the only word for it is and the magic of the kittens as well you can't help be affected by the love they have with their fans and the fans have for them and just this to and fro of of positive feedback it's really amazing it's quite you can almost see it um and yeah just watching them do their thing basically and and sort of taking time to feel it the reverence of the place as well was just it was just really really sweet and wonderful and yeah did everything did everything uh then it was time for set two so uh the the kittens got changed into superhero space outfits i'm not entirely sure uh everything sort of looked like a like disco fish skin um (laughs) i suppose this is the way to describe the material for the outfits um we came out on stage and we uh we we started to do it um the set was uh uh the same same every night so it was uh uh it started off with all night long by lionel richie because uh that seemed that seemed to make sense, and uh, the whole room just got up on its feet and absolutely started the party properly. The pews were empty, the, and all the bums were in the air. It was fantastic. Um, I had a bit of an issue on stage with uh, with hearing. Uh, uh, electronic drum kits are kind of kind of interesting because if you're stood next to one, all you can hear is is pads going And Any sound like that could be any drum. So you kind of needed it all through your monitor, but my monitor wasn't turned up or something for for some of it. And I've, I had to basically try and re-engineer a mix all the way through with Francis, the, the monitor man, um, which was uh, distracting for me. I, I feel like my performance was was a little bit sort of held back and I came off stage feeling terrible, like I'd ruined everything because I, I didn't know if I was playing correctly or not, essentially. Um uh and i i i got in a, a real state and a real tizzy about it and just came off stage going about I absolutely fucking boffed it that was bollocks i'm so sorry and just felt the pressure felt the absolute pressure of it all um to, i don't know that, that i'd let them down or something like that it's it's hard to tell when you're in when you're in stage like that it's it's um it's actually a little bubble that you end up in uh and everyone else is on in ear monitors and i don't i don't do that stuff i'm i'm, I'm a crowd man Um, and, uh, yeah, so I just came off stage just feeling absolutely shit. Like, oh, fuck, I fucked up everything. I fucked up your recordings. I'm fucked up. Oh, fuck. Um, and it made me just spiral. I couldn't get out of it. I was just like, well, maybe I did all right, but I couldn't quite work it out. I just couldn't do anything. And, uh, so I ended up in a bit of a negative mindset and I just thought, right, okay, uh, we loaded everything back into the to the bus, all the merch and everything, and then uh, uh, chatted with the fans for a while. Uh, they did that as well for again for another hour or so. Uh, the lounge kittens at the end of the show, everyone loved it. There was big cheers. Of course, of course, I didn't fuck it up for anyone, but it's, um, but yeah, I couldn't I couldn't get out of that headspace. So I thought, right, I need a walk and I need a drink. So luckily, there was a party going on down the road. So, uh, I did a big stomp and I got to there and I, I I ordered a beer and, uh, yeah, just got on with it, got on with dancing and drinking and, uh, chatting with everyone and actually getting to know some people on the tour already that that I knew, but getting to know them a lot better. So that was, that was really nice and I needed that. Uh, and then it was back to the bus with Scott, me and Scott, were, were hanging out, um, on the way back and, uh yeah it was it was yeah i needed that basically i needed to uh put a load of shit out of my head and then uh we went to sleep can't remember what time sometime we went to sleep um i think wheels up was about 2 a.m maybe uh so yeah so did some sleeping woke up in southampton ollie wakes up with his laptop gives it to the girls and they're listening to the recording of of all night long uh and they're all crying because it's so good and just reassuring me that it's absolutely brilliant. I start to cry and I'm like, okay, yeah, thanks, guys. I'm going to go out for a bit. Uh, <laughs> I really needed that. I really needed the reassurance of of that lot. So, so if they if they were crying out, that's fine, absolutely fine. But I swore to myself that the last night in Southampton was going to be the best one. So you wake up in Southampton uh, outside the 1865 uh which is a brick wall essentially uh <laughs> when you when you when you've parked out the back of it and um uh yeah southampton i know it really well because i live mainly there and uh went for some uh walked around a bit with scott and uh then got everyone to go into Christina's restaurant down east street which was where i used to go quite a lot and uh when i was a younger man and a, a young child uh for fish and chips and peas um and yeah, and just just the the chilling out all day on on the on the last day of the tour, and uh the energy was just building. you could feel it all day that something was about to happen, something was just about to happen that was gonna be fucking epic, and yeah, just pumping yourself up for the gig. I listened to the recording of the rehearsal we did as well, just before the show as well, just so I was just like, "Yes, I can do this, um, just to sort of really nail the mental gremlins that were going through my head uh sound check was great we you know george was back on the acoustic kit which is a, a an amazing help um and uh we we're just by this point we we're just all in uh, absolute that uh, we're, we're just so in tune everyone was so in tune with each other you know the the humor was there the um uh the space was there that's one of the most important things to do when you're all 16 people on a bus you've got a create some space as well and uh yeah the the day was just building soundcheck was really good felt good ollie the sound engineer was just he was loving that room absolutely loving that room because it's just so easy to mix in um being well aware of the kittens feelings was part of it as well just to make sure you know no one was agitating or or pushing too hard or asking too many questions or whatever no don't cause a mess don't cause a a problem just uh be there for them because that's what we're, we're there to do as a band and uh yeah soundcheck went really well and then there was uh some very very small burgers uh that came uh for for, for sort of the pre-show food um and then Doors opened and there's a queue outside of the 1865, which was, uh, massive. It went around the corner a few times and yeah, just the room or the, the crowd themselves, the fans were just absolutely amazing. Um, and the room was packed. It was also packed with people that had been to all three shows in the last three days. So it was confusing to see their faces again and again and again. Um, uh, some shout outs obviously to, uh, to to the mr nick uh who came along to pretty much every show on the tour i did with them last year as well um owen owen who uh uh just uh, yeah he's he's a big tall man you can't miss him uh there's also leo as well who uh uh yeah he comes to every show he comes to lots of my shows now as well he's a tremendous supporter um uh Tamara who I didn't really know until this particular tour but Tamara she flies over from the Netherlands to see them and she was doing the Holy Trinity as well so so she was she was at all three shows uh she's yeah she's incredible she's had such a deep and strong relationship with the kittens for so long that uh her story itself is is fascinating I'd love to I'd love to interview her for the podcast um she's hyper smart um uh yeah and there's also ben as well let's let's remember ben uh so ben uh came to a show in birmingham on my last tour um with a book uh to say I, I want to give the the lounge kittens a little sort of send-off book and uh and for the next few months he basically got everyone to to write in this book for the uh for the kittens and people could write their messages to them um and i i was i had the honor of starting it off i think i I felt a little bit sort of under pressure cause, uh i was <laughs> sort of about to do a show so i so I just ended up writing something like uh, we'll always have vegan sausage rolls because uh, we all i think we all tried the vegan sausage rolls together i think I can't remember um they're just they've become a big part now whenever I've got a vegan sausage roll I tend to send a picture of it to to zan at least and um yeah, it was just but the, the excitement in the air was great. My mum came along and uh Alex in India and uh and Lisa came along, you know, there was, there was lots of lots of nice friendly fun people already there. And uh oh, so many to name, so many familiar faces. And uh and yeah, we it, it, it was just packed almost instantly. It was just goes from an empty space to an absolutely buzzing space full of meat meaty people made of meat and um there's a balcony as well so i sort of ensconced my mum with my friends and said there you go (laughs) and um uh and then set one started more crying uh just amazing absolutely amazing set one it was a different vibe completely It was much more of a party vibe it's a saturday night as well so that changes it and it wasn't a church and we were saying there's not very many venues now where there's a provision to pray or get christened um <laughs> so so yeah we was we, you know we, we realized there was a difference between the music venue and the uh the church um but it was just as magical it definitely felt like a last night but it felt like a it felt like a celebration much more than it felt like an ending and that was that was really fucking important to the whole thing and we're all really pumped everyone was absolutely pumped um the kittens knocked out an amazing first set again um with a bit more crying than the last few nights and um uh and then it was halfway half time and uh it was time to climb on into the the role of session bass guitarist and uh go out on stage and massive cheers for 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 what we were doing and I i really appreciate that it was so lovely to look out on the audience on that one the sound was perfect on stage for me I was lushing into George's drums big time laughing with Andy. The horn section were doing dance routines that were just uh, getting crazier by the night. And, um, yeah, we just had a, a really good time. That was a really, really good time. And, uh, yeah, I'll remember that one for a long time. Um, hopefully there'll be recordings and, and videos of all this at some point soon as well. um, and then uh then our bit was over and then it was time for the kittens to their last song which was uh the bangers medley which is literally just every sing-along chorus you could ever want um all stitched together in a wonderful wonderful uh really smart way a musical way and uh i spent a bit of time uh well i checked on mum first of all thought i'd do that and then <laughs> and then, uh, and I went back down to the side of the stage to watch the, the last bit. And uh, it all finishes on a big rendition of We Are The Champions. And oh, 800 people's arms in the air with the kittens singing their last few bars. Oh I'm just sort of weeping slowly. Uh, conscious. I was just very conscious of it all. I just wanted to be um, present and empathetic um i know i'm a long way off from doing my last gig but what an amazing way to end things is to say it's going to finish and we'll finish it well and i think that's that's actually the the thing i admire the most about it is some people is that i can't remember who said the quote that uh, you you never know when you've made love for the last time um because you always think there'll be a next time and then you might die and um <laughs> and, uh, it's sort of like that i you know i i kind of don't know when my last gig's going to be but To know, to know how things end, to know how something ends is actually uh, brave as fuck. A lot of bands dissipate into uh, clouds of not talking with each other or or just uh, not realizing that they're breaking up, not realizing that they're drifting apart and stuff like that. And and to be aware of that is actually uh, so admirable and so uh, brave I'll keep saying that part is is to to say right we're going to end so let's end let's let's do it you know this is the uh this is the party we're going to end on this we're going to do it on our own terms with a with a tour bus and a band and a crew and uh, all the other things that we haven't got to yet we're going to do all that and uh, we're going to have the best time ever and uh, so yeah standing at the side of the stage just slowly weeping and uh being present being present in it all you know it was absolutely amazing It was one of the most uh, profound moments of the whole thing was to just go, that's it they did it i absolutely did it um nailed it the <laughs> incredible incredible people um and yeah so and then it was a uh, 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 they had to again go off and do an hour's worth of meet and greet or so um i walked mum back to her car and uh then the disco started we had a we had a good dance until about 2 a.m then a little bit more drinkies up top um and then back on the bus for most of us timmy had to go at that point timmy and craig tony left us linden left us um uh, a few other people left us it ended up just being me andy george jen zan lee and coach yeah uh yeah that was it by the end of it and uh uh so the bus back uh which left at some point in the morning um i think it was about 6 a.m in the morning um yeah was was diminished as we said goodbye to people but there was a lot of honest talk and a lot of tears and there was a lot of um laughter loads of laughter loads of dancing thanks to timmy's sister Noonie for teaching us all some crazy dance we all ended up doing for about an hour um yeah and and just uh, and then it's weird because you always think goodbyes are going to be big moments but they're actually they they can't be they can't be as big as you think they're going to be they just they just have to be a hug and some honest words and uh, and 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 pragmatism you know there's still loads to do there's still loads to do for them there's still loads of admin loads of merch orders loads of uh, uh connections to still sort of talk about and things like that and and everyone's still friends so there's no there's no sort of uh it, it's it's almost like it's not ending it's just stopping being a thing at the moment it's uh ceasing trading so yeah i, I i've i got a a load of respect for them, and then uh, then we woke up and, uh, well, we woke up somewhere on the road to Southend and, uh, I had to go back and pick up my car and, uh, yeah, just a, a really quite a pleasant morning, really sort of a sad morning after really. Um, no, no big hangovers. I think, I think Andy small might've been suffering a little bit, but no one else really was. Um, and, uh, yeah, unloaded the van unloaded the the bus and uh, got all the last few boxes out and uh, just uh, all the cuddles and all the, all the, uh, you know, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. Checking in with each other. And uh, the sunshine in Southend was brilliant and beautiful. And it wasn't such a bleak shithole uh, like it was at 6am four days earlier and uh, got in a car. Uh, gave jenna a lift back with her piano to to her place and uh we yeah just ended up cuddling everyone goodbye and then driving back to southampton and uh since then it's all been a little bit oh was that fun it was fun was it sad it was sad uh was it worth it damn right absolutely wouldn't change anything that was amazing absolutely amazing and it's it's a privilege and an honor to have been asked at all um they'll always have a special place in in my life anyway because they're uh such brilliant people such brilliant brilliant people So it's just a shame they're not going to work together that's that's pretty much it they still exist and they'll still be brilliant they'll probably be more brilliant which is a uh, exciting well exciting i can't wait for that um so yeah i'm i'm just gonna put that down as my thoughts as my little memoir my little mop-up after the lounge kittens uh top top people top top tour uh thank you to zan and timia and jen for uh for having me in on that and i'm looking forward to seeing you next and we'll get some curries in at some point um Some vegan sausage rolls, maybe. And, uh, yeah, that'll be really nice. Can't wait. Really can't wait. Okay, right, I better get back on with writing an album and writing a book and booking a tour because I've still got to carry on. (laughs) Uh, To the Lounge Kittens, love you. To all the guys uh, in the crew and everything and in the band, love you too. And, uh, yeah, thanks for that. That was uh, an honour, an absolute honour and a privilege. Thanks.